0: Hello, everyone. My name is Zach Barker, and this is Worship Story. Well, I hope everyone is doing well, wherever and whenever you are listening to this. Worship Story is meant to be... Uh, maybe a different way for you to grow closer to God. And so I thank you for listening, and I pray that God speaks to you through this episode. If you are new to the podcast, hello, welcome. Uh, I'm honored that you would give it a try. I encourage you to check out some of the past episodes as well. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but I think that there's been some great content, uh, especially from my conversations with Dominic and Josh. And so make sure to listen to those too. Today I'm going to do a song devotional where I'll walk through lyrics of a worship song and see how we can learn more about God's character through it. Uh, I'll play the full song at the end of the podcast, so stick around for that. Okay, so let's explore Bethel Music's Raise a Hallelujah. This song was written by Jake Stevens, Jonathan Helser, Melissa Helser, and Molly Skaggs in 2018 for Bethel Music. So, okay, I was planning on doing this song today because we're leading it this Sunday at my church, and I really like doing these devotionals for my own pastoral preparation uh, to lead it that week. And then I started digging into the song and I remember the story behind why it was written, and now I'm all emotional. And who knows what's about to happen on this episode. So, <laughs> buckle up. Um, I'm still going to do it. It's, it's such an amazing story and song. Um, just know I wasn't really ready to talk about some of this stuff today. So I wanted to throw out that disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you continuing to listen. Um, If you don't know the story behind this song, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, I feel like it would be an injustice to the heart of the lyrics without giving you at least a brief version of it. Uh, But I really encourage you to look it up on your own. Uh, The song was written from a place of of desperation uh, within the Bethel community. There was a family in the church that had two of their young children, a brother and sister, unexpectedly need to go into the hospital uh, fighting for their lives. And when there was a night when it seemed like one of the children might not make it, the Lord gave these words to some of their close friends, the Helsers, and this became this battle cry against the unbelief being caused by such pain. Luckily, this story has an amazing ending as both kids are perfectly healthy now. Uh, and, And like I said... Search for this story on your own. It's really easy if you just search raise a hallelujah meaning. um, You'll find some pretty amazing videos and testimonies about it. So before we get into the lyrics of the song and more the clear devotional, um, something i have liked to start doing is uh, called Worship Leader Corner. And this is for my worship leader listeners uh, to just kind of help give a little insight into how I approach songs. And so for this this song, um, I think that uh, the word hallelujah is something that we might take for granted in churches now. Uh, we sing it a lot in songs, but do we really know what it means? And not to be condescending, but I'd guess if asked, most of our congregations probably couldn't give a an assured definition for it. So it might be helpful as a leader you know, before the song to quickly unpack the words um, Hebrew origin so that people may sing it with full knowledge of, of what they're saying. And it seems kind of silly to even say out loud, but I, I know I have been guilty of assuming too much of people at church because you you probably have people that are new and have never been to church before and don't listen to worship songs regularly. And, and they don't know half the words that we're singing. And so explaining words in, in songs like this uh, is not only good leadership, but it's, it creates a great moment of accessibility and inclusion. So let's define it real quick. Hallelujah is a compound Hebrew phrase uh with the first part hallelu meaning a joyous praise in song and ya yeah, the second part which refers to the Hebrew word for God Yahweh so put together we are saying or singing in song we joyfully praise God in song. That's the phrase. That's what hallelujah means. We joyfully praise God in song. So now that we know that let's let's dig into the lyrics. So verse one, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. This song is a call to action. It's a a prayer for miracles that only God can provide. When the broken sinful earth around us is confronting us and this song calls us to like we just learned what that word means sing joyfully to God and and even later in the song it encourages us to sing louder um, and what I love about it is it kind of breaks it up into eight different ways and each verse there's two verses uh, has four of these ways so verse one's ways To sing joyfully to God, Uh, the first one is in front of our enemies, much like Daniel praying when it was against the law. Um, The second one is to drown out unbelief, like Elijah versus the prophets of Baal and all the unbelievers on Mount Carmel. Um, The third, third way is to weaponize music. The third line says, my weapon is a melody. And just like most of the psalms do, they use music and they use song as as something on the going on the offensive, right? And uh, the fourth fourth line of this verse, the fourth way of joyfully singing to God, is to acknowledge that God is the one who fights our battles. Scripture is full of this reminder. Um, like in Deuteronomy 3, 22, it says, Do not fear them, for the Lord your God is the one fighting for you. Or later in Deuteronomy 20, verse 4, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. And later in the New Testament, uh, one of my favorite verses, Romans eight thirty-one: If God is for us, who can be against us? so we go into the chorus so I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder you're going to hear my praises roar and up from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated and the king is alive this chorus um, you know despite the trials of this human life our joyous song to God is our response and Through the good and the bad, we lift high Jesus' name. And like Christ, who is the perfecter of our faith, our response to persecution can be one of praise. Um, It should be one of praise. It, It can feel backwards at times, but the Apostle Paul reminds us of this in almost every one of his books to basically consider it joy that we are deemed worthy enough for the enemy to come after us for that means we are, we are giving off the appearance, the fragrance of Christ. Jesus encourages us um, along these lines in, in Matthew five He says, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great for in the same way, They persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so in the middle of the storm, we get to make a choice to worry and doubt or to worship joyfully, to sing joyfully to our God, knowing that it's ultimately him who's in control and that he's the one who comes to fight for us and that through his great love for us, he caused his son Jesus to defeat death and pain once and for all on the cross. That is worth being joyful about. That is worth having a joyous praise in song to God. So, verse two, four more ways to praise joyfully. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah in the middle of the mystery. And I raise a hallelujah, fear you lost your hold on me. So the fifth reason, the fifth way to praise joyfully with with our whole hearts. Um, again, the Psalms are littered through this, but Psalm 86, 103, 119, 138, Kind of have that, that phrasing, that whole heart with, my, with all of me, with my whole innermost being, may I worship you. In the sixth way, that sixth line, um, is while watching God's great light drive out darkness. Like Jesus said in John twelve forty six, I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. And then for us, Paul writes in Ephesians 5, 8, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the world and walk as children of light. And so like, this, like that line in, in the song says, I will watch the darkness flee because we are carriers of the light. The third, third line in the verse, um, in the middle of the mystery, where we can sing out while we're experiencing the mysteries of God. Like in Job, you know, asking, can, can anyone know the heights and depths and the limits of our God? No, we can't. It's unfathomable. And the last reason in the end of the verse, I raise a hallelujah, fear, you lost your hold on me. In the middle of this thought that God could abandon us to fear, we're, we're reminded. That we should sing joyfully. And again, Deuteronomy thirty-one reminds us to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. And the bridge um, just continues to to dominate <laughs> with with this encouragement of so we just named these eight different ways in these two verses of why we should praise joyfully, and so we should be singing louder. This is always you know doing a little worship corner again. This is always one of those moments in the song where you realize if if people are with you or not, um you you shouldn't be able to just lightly sing the words, sing a little louder. It catches people off guard a little bit. They realize that man, there's something a little bit ironic of how I'm singing right now, my posture towards this song. And so we get to just declare this. And so if we, if we have fully embraced the realities of God's character that has been reminding to us these truths about our God that we have just sung of why we should be singing joyfully to god um it probably should get louder we probably should sing louder if we're honest and so the first bridge is just you know declaring that sing a little louder and then the second part of the bridge kind of recycles the first verse those first four reasons so sing a little louder in the presence of my enemies sing a little louder than the unbelief sing louder my weapon is a melody and sing louder because heaven has come to fight for me so, for me, um, the story in, in these words uh, hits really close to home. And I mentioned being a little emotional, kind of digging into um, the heart of these lyrics. Um, I've mentioned this before on another episode briefly, but both of my sons, immediately after birth, were rushed into the NICU for different reasons. Um, but both had the same kind of vibe from the doctors of we don't know what's happening and this is really serious. And in each of those moments literally everything else fades away. In in moments of extreme trauma and pain and unknown your life becomes very simple. You start clinging for hope. And for me my only hope is in the Lord and so without reservation and without any other thought in the middle of a very busy and crowded and scary NICU my hands went straight up and I began praying for a miracle for my for my boys um, it didn't matter who was around and I know, I know that I freaked out some of the nurses and doctors but I didn't care I had one choice in this physical world at that moment, and that was to sing louder and pray louder in the presence of fear and unknown and lies of the enemy creating unbelief. Um, My hands were just calling out, my hands were raised high, and I was praying out loud that God... Heal them, do a miracle. And luckily, both of my boys are perfectly healthy now. And meeting them, you would never know anything happened. Um, but there isn't a week that goes by that I'm not reminded of God's gift to me and my wife of these two healthy kids. And that's a part of our worship story. And so, this song, even though it wasn't written yet at the time, It resonates and I can easily channel that sense that 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 moment of being confronted with a storm in life and I'm so thankful for this beautiful song and for the the story of why the song was written and for my own story that have these beautiful endings and yet I want to make something clear for those whose prayers have felt unanswered and for those whose miracles didn't come for those so consumed by grief that the bearing of the pain seems impossible for you this this song this truth these characteristics of the heart of our father can hold even more raw beauty and more of a testimony of faith than anyone else. And so today, before listening to this song, whatever state your heart is in, I pray that the words of of Psalm 28, 6, and 7 would be ever-present in your life, and that you could cling to the truth in these songs, and that this The Spirit of God would just be so evident in you. So Psalm 28 says, Praise be to the Lord, for He has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise Him.
1: the oh.